What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. We got a plenty, plenty of topics to talk about on today's show. The second annual DC Fandom comes up this weekend. There will be a lot of reveals and a lot of details about some major projects that we've been waiting to hear about. The Batman, what's going on with the new Aquaman movie, The Flash, Black Adam, some video game stuff, some animation stuff. There's a lot of excitement for this event. It was a really big event last year. It went really well for DC. I think better than I think they expected i think a lot of people expected um to do a virtual convention and have it work out so well so very excited for what's going to happen and what they're going to reveal this year so we'll discuss that we also have a major casting uh, in marvel for a major marvel movie guardians of the galaxy volume three has added a a a a big time role to that film a character that's been teased for quite a bit in the marvel cinematic universe and particularly with the guardians so i'm excited to talk about that also a lot of rumors and a lot of reports about what may be coming down the pipe when it comes to other Marvel series. We know the success of WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, we know the success of uh, Loki. And and one of those characters that we were introduced to on Disney+, Plus, uh, Agatha Harkness, played by Katherine Hahn, we will likely be seeing her again very soon. So we'll give you guys the update on that and the other projects that are apparently in development. And we didn't have a podcast last week. I was on vacation, but Venom did come out uh, this past weekend. Um, it did uh, a ma- major numbers um, in terms of box office. It was a pandemic record for its uh, domestic performance. It's already nearing $200 million worldwide. So we'll talk about the impact of that and uh, how we are, maybe are not surprised by how well Venom Let That Be Carnage is doing, um, despite mixed reviews. So this is a loaded show. Really happy to be back and happy to have... Uh, you guys listening, had me talk to my guy, starting with Shamari Stewart. And Shan, speaking of uh, the success of these Marvel shows, we had a Marvel show also wrap up this past week. What If ended its first uh, season, 10 episodes, season one, with a pretty epic uh, finale that included uh, a lot of characters nope. that maybe uh, you wouldn't necessarily expect to uh to see come about uh, i'm not gonna go into you know extreme detail and spoilers i think that's what kendall was about to try to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil it. yeah I, i'm not kendall you gotta, you gotta get a little more faith in your boy you know you got a little yeah, more faith man. i got i got y'all i mean it's not this is not uh this is not my first rodeo uh I, i've done this before not gonna spoil things but certainly um ended up being quite quite the the spectacle sham what do you kind of you make of of what if this kind of uh, first true venture for Marvel Studios in animation. Um, yeah. So what if? And I'll, I'll also, you know, of course, happy to be here. Happy to be on the show, yeah. talking with you yeah. guys as as always. Yeah. Um, very exciting. Uh, but yeah, what if? Um, has uh has been very impressive, and I. Um, I I probably wouldn't say it exceeded my expectation. I expected it to be good. Mm. Um, I think some of the animation exceeded my expectations. Um, because, you know, it's like, wow, you know, they, it's, 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 you know, uh, largely unlike anything I've seen before. Right. So, uh, so that was very impressive, but what if has been, has been great. And I, and I thought it would be great. I won't go into spoilers because we're just not doing that right now, but, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of the episodes are better than others, but overall, I thought it was very good. Um, I um, I hope Marvel does a lot more of their animation. 
um, with this kind of quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not to say anything about any of the other recent shows, whether it be Guardians of the Galaxy or uh, I don't even know what the Spider-Man is. Are they still, even still doing that Spider-Man show? I, I don't, I, don't uh, know. I mean, I know now they're focusing a lot on the, the Spider-Kids. Yeah, the superhero kids. Oh, wait, no, no, that's a that's DC. Um, the spider kid. Uh, it's just, it, is, it is the spider kid. Yeah, that's not what it's called, but yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's <laughs> I, not like... I don't, it, I don't it, even it, know what you guys are referring to. You don't even know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no. Isn't that like a kid spider yeah. gun and a kid... A kid Miles it, and yeah, a kid... Yeah, it's, it's Miles, Miles spider Gwen. and Spider-Gwen, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like in the Marvel Universe, you with Black Panther. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one, one, yeah. I, it's something I didn't know that was a thing until I watched, until I saw it on YouTube one day. And I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the theme song. I, I, I employ you, EJ, when you when you're done or if you mute your joint while we're talking to listen to the theme song, man. It's 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 a classic. It's hard. It's hard, man. I mean, I mean, Spider Man has what, a very what, high. What, that's what, a very high bar, Kendall. When it comes to it's, theme yeah, songs. it's a very high bar. When I, when I watched the open, I was like, I was like audibly like like excited joy joyful like if i was like eight years old i would love this show i can't watch it now because i'm just too old and it's oh, like, yeah, it's it's made for like your eight nine year old at most but but it's it's an awesome concept i will say yeah but, yeah so i mean i guess they're doing something but yeah they're trying but uh but, but obviously not marvel studios but like, yeah you know so <laughs> yeah they gotta they gotta definitely have, should put more work and put more into their animation like this because this was very high quality and also quickly shout out to uh new york comic-con uh, yeah, I was gonna say that too. This is the first year in ten yeah. years that I have not been at New York Comic Con. Yeah, we did not attend, uh, and it's very, very sad occasion. Um, but where it was held? Um, huh? No, it was for, first year where it wasn't held. Right, last oh. year obviously no one went to New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't it was a New York Comic Con. Yeah, right. you know, last year we didn't have an option. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very sad occasion. But happy for people that were able to go. I know people that went and they had a good time and all that. So hopefully we'll be back soon. But but yeah, shout out. Kendall, Kendall's on the podcast as well. Kendall, what were your, uh, how what do you, how do you take uh, what if and kind of this venture Marvel had with the animation stuff? Yeah, I mean, what if was a was a cool experiment. Um, you know, I think that we're they've already said we're going to see a lot more animation stuff. It's kind of opened up an animation division uh, in that regard, um, and I believe the guy who was the head showrunner producer or whatever on what if is is running the animation division now so we'll see what ends up what ends up being the product to that whether it's shows that are like what if that are very like fantastical and you know i mean they've said that they want to do shows and projects that they can't really do on tv mm-hmm. i don't know if that's the approach you need to have for everything or i mean uh, for movies rather they said uh, things that they can't do on on the big screen. They want to do animation. Don't, don't even really know what that means anymore. Some of the stuff they're able to do. Yeah, now at this point, you kind of could have done what if. I know you. They could say we can't. We couldn't have done what if. Uh, like logistically, they couldn't have done what if. Mm-hmm. But I mean, visually, you could have done it yeah. in live action for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I think we we have an idea that they may end up doing that. Uh, in Multiverse of Madness, we may be getting mm. some version of what if, or maybe right. some of these characters may show up. But, um. But that's that's going to be the the question is are we going to get maybe a more grounded anime animated story at some point? I think that some of these individual stories, like I mean, we I think we may have talked about the T'Challa Star Lord episode. Like they said that they wanted, like they wanted to do a series. They had a plans for a spin off series of the T'Challa Star Lord. So like if we get something like that, 
and you said to yourself like we were never going to do like a movie of that but we will do a live action series of, on that mm-hmm. that's something that i may i may be willing to to, to rock with but, but yeah no i mean uh this i thought it was a good it was a good series um you know not obviously on the level of the live action ones in terms of the scope or stake and whatnot the stakes but um but it was fun you know it's uh it was a fun bridge to i guess what's next is, is eternal Oh, yeah, no. I, and I feel I feel like it kind of <laughs> it's always I feel like it was kind of needed. Um, you know, they you know to Marvel's credit, though, I guess some of it wasn't necessarily by design. The pandemic kind of left us in a certain position. I mean, we were getting hit over the head with you know content after content after content with these Disney shows. You know, we went right from WandaVision and and Falcon and, and Soldier, and then a like, couple months later to Loki. Not to, not to cut you off, but I think the plan was actually, and you know, we'll see what happens with with Miss Marvel. But again, I think Miss Marvel is actually supposed to be right after. You know, so I think the idea was that we were gonna get, you know, yeah, almost Marvel stuff almost every day, right? You know, up until, you know, for the rest of the year basically. But then, for whatever reason, that the plans changed with Miss Marvel and they pushed it back. Maybe it speaks to EJ's point where they 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 were some congestion they felt, or, you know, there was some other stuff with Miss Marvel they felt we had to push back. Uh, we'll see how that ends up being, but um, that is interesting. That you know, that would have been. You know, in a fantasy land where Miss Marvel is coming out mm-hmm. this week, right. you know, we'd be just we'd yeah. be, be through it right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so I thought that it was a nice bridge. Um, I really enjoyed Marvel's ability to kind of just let loose. I was surprised at how dark the series was, but I actually ended up kind of liking that aspect to it because I think Marvel, you know, uh, we know the tropes. You know, it's that oh, it's it's good, but it doesn't get too dark and. <laughs> You know they kind of play within these guidelines and these uh uh what's the you know what's the word these kind of guardrails in terms of how they kind of steer their ship in terms of the storytelling. I thought that this was like their ability to kind of put those guardrails aside and really kind of dive into really truly kind of dreary kind of uh destinations. Yeah. But I, I think it it brought out a different element. And I think considering it's also animation and not what we're not accustomed to seeing from Marvel, I thought that was the right opportunity to do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I will say the one the one thing that I did appreciate the you know that it was darker than what we normally see. I, I think I, there was a, there was a point you know in the middle of that series season where I, I at times I, was like, I think we're getting a little too dark in terms of the week in and week out. It's just <laughs> this Avenger dies in this episode. Right. What if this Avenger dies? What if they all die? You know, and it was like yeah. at some point you know I I, I don't want to see an apocalyptic storyline. Yeah. I think there were some episodes later in the season where they tried to yeah. you know you know add some levity, but um, you know I, I I think that when they're going into the next season and we get more Phase Four stories, I'm hoping that it's more like the Captain Carter thing where it's like this changes something or this is different, this is flipped. Yeah, I agree. Um, as opposed to like what if this guy died? You know, how yeah, it got kind of dark. <laughs> it, it, honestly, <laughs> that was basically the story for that's three or four. Probably of them. my only complaint right. um, is I'd say the first like maybe what three, four, or five episodes maybe right. even. It was just you know this one died, and the tone really set in the first episode. You know, with with I mean, I was, yeah, that was a exactly. long time ago, but it was like yeah. where, where Steve Rogers gets shot. You know, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. So it's like that a lot of dark story. Always, uh, you know, something really dark, and it's like, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't know. It's just, it just got a little too much. With I've like, heard the, people say that. Yeah. The Avengers dying, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard, and I've heard, and I've heard people say that. I think, I guess, it didn't bother me as much because I felt like 
you know, the whole point of these stories is that to me, you know, how close of a call these Avengers stories are, you know, how one step this way, one step that way could lead to death. And I think, you yeah. know, we know these Marvel heroes are, are put in very dangerous situations, but we don't have any dangerous outcomes or, or, or catastrophic stakes that ever happen, you know, outside of Thanos to snap. Um, sometimes you kind of lose sight of that. So I thought like, like yeah. for, again, for what if to be the series was like, yeah, no one step here, one step there and bam, four or five of these people are dead. It's like, Oh wow. That's interesting. And kind of scary. Uh, it kind of speaks to kind of just like how much of a tightrope these heroes walk in all of these films. But um, I, I really enjoyed season one. I think it did take me a little bit by surprise at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, I can suggest that people check it out. Um, you know, again, not to get into spoilers, but I, I just think that you know it's definitely a series that's worth checking. I'm not saying you got to watch it tomorrow, but um, might be worth might be worthwhile to watch it maybe before Eternals. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And speaking of Eternals, actually, um, I, I I have been kind of uh, paying attention to Marvel clearly revving up its engine for the Eternals campaign. Um, we've seen new TV spots. They had uh, a bunch of posters come out today. Adobe Cinema had a poster. And then they, they did some character posters today for each of the, the main characters as well. And I think some of the, the, the most eye-opening stuff from them was some of the press they did. And uh, Chloe Zhao, who's the director, uh, made some comments about what we can expect once the movie ends. So she's talked about how the movie in itself she, she describes as a standalone film. But she says the, uh, the, the post-credits will include two scenes that are, quote, important and that will include big surprises. Can when you hear that, where do you think they may be going, and um, it, with with those kind of uh, with those scenes? Um. Well, you know me. You know the the brain starts turning when we start talking about you know future post credit scenes and uh, what these things could be. Um, the the first thing that came to mind. So I, I I'm pretty confident. Uh, I said it this week that I think that. We're gonna see Namor as an adult um, in this movie at some point, and I w- I'm not gonna say I'd assume that that'll be that'll be in the post credit scene, but I I I feel good about that possibility, similar to like Kang showing up in 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 Loki, where I felt pretty good that that was what made sense. Um, you know, obviously the Black Knight character is somebody that we know seems like in this movie is kind of a normal guy. He's not the Black Knight, so if that's the case, then you would assume that at some point Kid Harrington will will become the Black Knight. And if that happens, maybe that happens at the end and post crediting, teasing something going on in the future. Uh, but so that's another possibility. But one thing that that interests me was Kevin Feige said about this movie that the impact that the Eternals will have on the MCU will be nothing less than redefining the cinematic universe. And that the very and that and that you want to be the first to see the very creation of the Marvel Universe itself. Uh, and when talking about this movie, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess this is a little more crackpot theory, bold prediction oh, hmm. scenario. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody, get get your get your tin foil hats and. Uh... Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know whatever other conspiracy. Yeah, you're psychic. You know, alarms. Yeah, yeah, get the pods ready. Um, I've got, I've got a feeling that we're gonna get some real mutant 
revelations in this in this movie. I said this wow. before on the show. It's not the first time I said this, but yeah. I feel more and more confident that we're gonna get the introduction of the X gene of the mutant. The word mutant, I think, will be uttered. Uh, wow. And and I don't think it's gonna be a subtle Easter. Right. I think it's gonna be very obvious. Because like, you do, he's like a mutant. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty obvious. I, I don't know if it'll be obvious where it's like the movie's about mutants. I don't think it's gonna be that obvious, but I think it'll be like I I think the word mutant will be uttered and I think people will get it. Yeah, oh snap. Mutants. Like do you think that we do you think we will see a major mutant or will it just be just uh, something generic with that's, mutants? That's right. The most likely person would yeah, be a wheelchair apocalypse. <laughs> oh, interesting. So you think most person, you think most important, most likely person in this scenario would be Apocalypse. That's actually interesting. In a, in, in an X Men, in a, in a mutant sense, like from a story perspective, the person that would make the most sense for us to see would be. You think we're gonna see Apocalypse this soon? After if it's that, like a after flashback, that Apocalypse movie? right? Then that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think it's that's highly unlikely. Yeah. Though I understand, I mean, given, it, I don't given that he's like Apocalypse. one of the first mutants, I, I understand. Form, you know, blue, gray. <laughs> You know the face paint and whatnot. I'm thinking more the like the hay on his head. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm thinking like you know the King Tut, you know, Pharaoh, Egyptian, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of apocalypse. The Ensabanor, Ensabanor, right? You know, and so we'll see. But I, I'm assuming that that that's what we're gonna get. Sam, I mean, do you do you, what do you think? Do you, do you buy Kendall's theory? Or do you have another idea for what we may be seeing in these post credits? I, mean, I think Namor is a real possibility. I mean, we see some kid with the ears and next to the water, and we don't know what that is. I'm not, I'm not saying what that is or isn't, <laughs> but um, we see that in the trailer. So I think that's definitely a possibility. I think it's a possibility we've seen him in the movie. Um, like probably not, long. probably not for very long, but right. the possibility. Um, so I think that's I, I'm buying that. I, don't, I I just can't. I don't know about the mutants. You know, I just don't know. I thought we we saw Quicksilver in Wandavision. And we had no hint towards mutants, Nothing. except whatever Billy and Tommy. I guess maybe, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well, I mean, Wanda, but did she have the powers when she was a kid? And she moved. The, she may have moved them the, before the the experiment. Would would her? All right, I'm not. I'm not even going down that <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm not going down that crazy rabbit hole. <laughs> You know, of oh, Feige, he'll be, and then, and then 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. 10 you, didn't, years. You, didn't notice, you didn't notice that? I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But, um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I, so I can't buy anything with mutants just yet. Um, but I do think those, those are very interesting theories. I, think, I do think it's possible um, that we get something with mutants. Um, I don't know what we're going to get, but I think this movie, I'm very excited for this movie. Um, I think at least one of the credit scenes will connect the Eternals directly to the Avengers and like more so than whatever they're going to do in the movie with, with them talking about Tony Stark and stuff like it'll directly connect with the Avengers uh, in a, in a significant way. And then the other one is going to be something about some Easter egg character like Namor or something like that. That's just my guess. Um, but um, either way, I'm, I'm very excited about this movie. I think, I think it's going to be great. And, um, you know, just a matter of weeks, what is it, a few weeks, yes. we'll be talking about it. So, so it's coming up pretty quick. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm really excited to, to see the movie as well. I mean, I think from, uh, I think with 3 for 3 on Namor potentially being one or both of these, uh, you know, uh, scenes, considering you have the Black Panther movie coming out and 
that's not that far from now. If when you look at the day, I think no. that's next that's next uh-huh. summer, I believe. So, um, so so they got to start to kind of put some of those pieces together because we we have done nothing with Wakanda, and you know, for obviously for for good reason, I think, for in many regards. But we've had no kind of wing. Oh, I, I can't say that because we did have a Koye in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but outside of that, we don't know much about what's going on, what's happening in Wakanda, or anything even pointing to. Uh, future of what's going on in Wakanda so I think it's hard to kind of get people back into thinking about the Black Panther franchise would make a lot of sense in one of these scenes and I you know I, I don't want I'm not gonna go you know two feet in maybe I'll put a toe in with Kendall on the mutants thing but I think if, if Feige is being real about that you know this is gonna be you know earth shattering or universe shattering then I mean, there. I think there's only one thing he can do that's really universe shattering would be to to introduce the right, to redefine the Marvel universe itself. Right. I mean, the mutants are you know you know millions. So, yeah. of, they're they're a population of millions. So, so that so like that means that is yes, you are redefining the universe when you introduce that many people. And it sounds like he's saying you gotta power. go. Through. Right. Is it possible that there's any connection to the Fantastic Four in this movie? I, I don't think so because I just yeah. don't. I mean, I mean, is it possible? Yeah, but I just don't think. Again, I'm just going by Feige. If you're saying <laughs> universe. <I don't> know. <laughs> now, is it like is it from a from a fan perspective? Like it's blowing our minds, but that's almost like not canon. He's it, to me. I take those those those. Uh, you know, the Fantastic Four are very important. They're very. They've saved the universe millions of times. But uh, again, like I, I take it as a canon comment. I don't take it as oh, what we know that means. Because you know we know Fantastic Four, right. First Family, millions of dollars and endorsement. I mean, like in the in the in the actual cinematic, right? Universe. In the cinematic universe, just like four people, you know, or the introduction of one of them just doesn't change much. But you, you introduce the concept of mutants, that changes everything. And um, I, I think that that's what that's what I would that, lean towards. I don't even if that's not what Feige's talking about. I think that there's a possibility that what Shamari's saying. I, I I agree that I don't think Feige would would be referencing the Fantastic Four, uh-huh. and when he says that. Mm-hmm. But just in the generic sense of could there be any sort of allusions to the Fantastic Four in this movie, I think that's more likely. Um, I wouldn't bet on it. But we just have to start doing the math in our head. Where where are they going to start introducing the Fantastic Four? Yeah, because you got to start at some you know? point. Because I mean, again, they, maybe they'll just do it. Maybe they'll just they'll just do their own Fantastic Four and they won't introduce any of them in any of these movies. But they announced this thing well in advance. They didn't have to. And and we don't know any of the actors attached to it yet, but it's like it's not like it's they don't know if they're gonna do it or they don't know when they're gonna do it. They know when they're gonna do it. They know they are doing it. They told I, us. I, I, I just I just still I've always felt I know, you know I, I've said it a million times, but I've always felt that that Black Panther project and the Fantastic Four that there was gonna be some kind of kinship there, and I still kind of feel that way. I tend to so, think that whatever we're gonna get from that introducing or beginning the steps of talking about Fantastic Four will come from that. I'm looking at Spider-Man. That's With another Tom possibility. Bond. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's doing the movie. Cool. Right. You know, when the the first quote-unquote Easter egg that we got in, in Far From Home where it's like, you can't wait to see what's coming next. And then at a four, you know, people were like, oh, is this a nod to the Fantastic Four? And that was before we do John Watts going to be attached. Didn't they, didn't they say that that had nothing to do with the Fantastic Four? I mean, they could have said it, but also, <laughs> like, Wait, just kidding. I, like, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they said that before they announced the Fantastic Four I, project I, I was coming. They, they may have said that the whole building, the Stark 
the Avengers Tower may not be like the Baxter Building. Or yeah, I think like that. that. Yeah, they, I, I, I think I, that was the thing. I could have swore. Yeah, it was like right. something was confirmed. We're like, no, that's not right. That's not going to be the Baxter. It's building. not the that's Baxter Building. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but in terms of yeah, in terms of yeah, I would assume that would be the first one that I would pay attention to, and it's coming up soon, obviously. But uh, where I would really, if you're a Fantastic Four fan or if you're really excited for that movie, I'd pay attention to that. And then Ant Man is the other logical place where could have like a Reed Richards thing but yeah after that you know you talked about but you talked about Dr. you know uh Black Panther and you know, the, the were the rumors about Doom right so, that's that's why I, I lean yeah, that way strong possibility yeah exactly but either way I think the Eternals I think uh Marvel is doing a good job you know this starting this week to really kind of start to rev up the excitement for that movie I think a lot of people are starting to turn their attention to that um especially as we kind of move away from uh the Venom Carnage movie but I will get to some more Marvel stuff in a minute. I want to talk about DC Fandom, which returns by popular demand this Saturday. The virtual experience, which was launched last year amid the cancellation of major conventions due to the pandemic, is a showcase for all of the live-action, animated, and gaming content DC has in store for its fans. Uh, among the reveals expected, we will be getting a new trailer for Matt Reeves' The Batman. Uh, that was already announced. That is happening uh, as well as we'll have updates on probably uh, the Aquaman sequel, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom, uh, the Flash movie, uh, Black the Black Adam movie, the CW verse, Peacemaker, Harley Quinn, uh, Young Justice, uh, plenty of stuff coming down from DC on this event. Uh, last year's uh, fias- uh, extravaganza was a, a huge success; it drew 22 million views worldwide. Shamari, how do you expect this event? to go this year and what are you most excited to, to check out um this event is going to be uh it's going to be great it is going to be great um uh i think it is why well, i think it's going to be one day i also feel a little bad for people that may be busy on that day for whatever reason i think when they had it as more than one day it kind of allowed more people similar to, like the comic cons and stuff Right. If you can't do one day, oh, you can do another day. But um, although the big day was still Saturday, yeah, it was still Saturday. Right? Yeah, yeah. Was Wonder Woman, a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, this is uh, this is gonna be huge. I can't wait for um, um, and you know, and of course, I can't wait for the Batman. That's so. That's uh, my question. What's the number one thing that you're like? The what, number one thing, number one in your list. Where if they said you can't see anything but one panel. What's the one panel you have to see? Hmm. I mean, it has to be the Batman. How is how is really? it not how is it not Batman? I mean, where we saw the Batman trailer. But this though. is Batman. We haven't seen anything from Black Adam. We haven't but seen anything from Aquaman, Flash. Kendall, okay, no, this is Batman. Shazam two. This is the next Batman. All right. So yeah, it would have to be Batman <laughs> by default. But I'll, <laughs> so what's number two then? So number two <laughs> would have to be for me. It has to be Black Adam. Right. right. Have to be Black Adam. Interesting. The Rock. <clears throat> um, I mean, you all know. I, you know, I watch. I watch this dude's movies all the time. Yeah, man. I, I eat this guy's movies up. <laughs> I still haven't seen Jungle Cruise, but that's next on the list. Yeah, once that comes off. Uh... Yeah, say. But wait, you, 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 you watch the yeah, you watch the movies, but have you watched the show Young Rock? I have to watch Young Rock. You gotta watch Young Rock. Right. I watch, watch Young Rock. Young Rock. <laughs> Is the Rock in Young Rock? Yeah, he's yeah, in every episode. Right. Yeah, then I gotta watch the Young Rock. Yeah, I gotta watch the Young Rock. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, I mean this, and and it's funny because that that's that's one of those instances where it's a fan casting, um, it's a perfect casting, mm-hmm. 
everyone is like, oh, who should play Black Adam? It's like, gee, golly gee, I wonder who should play Black Adam. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the guy that looks just like Black Adam. So, yeah, this is, this is you know, and just having any kind of Black Adam interaction with Superman or any of the other major DC heroes, I mean, it's, it's you know, this is, like, going to be, it's going to be incredible. And dude doesn't make, doesn't make, you know, trash movies. You know, he doesn't make bad movies, especially particularly with his production company and everything that he has. Personally Not going to be in any sort of giant prosthetic like Zachary Levi. Prosthetic <laughs> muscles. That's going to be a real suit. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, he's just he's gonna, already built like Black Adam. Yeah, he's already, he's already <laughs> built like Black Adam. They're probably going to honestly, I think they're going to do like a Steve, a Steve Rogers thing where they're going to make him smaller. When even his origin. Right. Or someone else is going to play. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, right. Where like, I don't, uh, that should yeah, be I interesting. Think, they find a way to CGI him skinny that will just look weird yeah it's gonna look yeah it'll look kind of weird his head's very his, weird. Yeah, his head's huge yeah but um <laughs> i wonder why he's got the I, love, I mean you love you rocky but, but yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah they're probably it's, gonna, not, a pebble, it's not a pebble on they top probably of have him slim down probably just a just a tad right um, if he's gonna do something like that if yeah. he's you know just just a little bit just he doesn't have to be like a stick or anything but like but um but yeah so this this movie is gonna be crazy so that that's definitely uh, the one, uh, and then Aquaman is is very close behind that because right. I love the first movie. I love the new suit, the new Aquaman suit. I think that joint is it's fire. The, the stealth suit, and, yeah, stealth suit, and um, yeah, this 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 uh, Aquaman and the last Aquaman is, is probably my favorite of the more or the recent the recent DC movies. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait for the next one. Well, you can though. Uh, I would say that I'm most I'm most looking forward to uh, not Batman, uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. No, I'm just, uh, um, no, I'm just, dang, no, no, there's well, you, you just you just buried Shazam by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 Levi, I have no I have no smoke with you. Don't listen to what Kendall said. We love to have you on the show to talk about yes, the project. I don't con- I don't condone that kind of burying. Was anybody? I mean, let's be honest. Was, uh, that, is, that anybody, is that anybody most excited? I don't remember what I rated Shazam, but I'm sure it was at least an eight and a half, probably a nine. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, so what I would what I would say I'm most excited for, I would probably. I mean, I might have to go Black Adam. Um, wow, two Black it, Adams. Oh, well, Shamari yeah. had Batman, but it's, yeah, Shamari saying it was saying Batman technically, but. So why know, are you not? Why are you not? As excited about the Batman, because you've already seen the trailer. I've already seen the trailer for it. It was pretty comprehensive. I didn't feel like, yes, it was a teaser, but it also, I mean, it was a long time ago. So it's like, you know, I haven't seen anything from it. I haven't watched that trailer in a long time. But, uh, but I feel like, again, if, it, if we're saying if I didn't, if I couldn't see one of these, that's the one where I feel like I can go without a Batman panel. I know it's been a long time, and we're gonna have to see another trailer because it's coming out next year. Um, but it's like we're gonna get two trailers of that before we've seen anything from Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and they're coming out like in the same period, same two week period. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not. And plus, you know, we've heard conflicting stuff about whether it's some people. Matt Andy Circus says it's a masterpiece, but then you know, other people saying it's a mess. So we'll see which one it is. But um, but Black Adam, we haven't seen anything from you know, and. It seems like it's going to be the most unique thing that they have coming up. You know, I mean, it's a super villain movie, but like, 
he's not, but it's The Rock, you know, so he can only be but so evil. It's like more you're going to be an anti-hero, you know, so I don't... What, I don't, what, was, what was the last thing he was evil? Was he evil in The Mummy? Yeah, Scorpion King. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's probably the last yeah. thing. I saw. Hobbs, was, like, I guess, really right? Yeah, initially? He, he yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, probably Hobbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first, that first fast five it's okay he has a baby face turn after that he's all good yeah. starts off as a heel so so yeah I would say that and, and I mean the flash is intriguing man I, it, it's so yeah. interesting like it, Aquaman is going to be exciting but I don't think they're going to show a trailer um, mm, okay. but like I think there's a I think there's a chance we get a teaser for, for the flash and Black Adam so those are the two that I'm most excited for uh, Flash has been filming for a while you know yeah. So if we get our first look, and plus they already they already did a featurette of it last year, so you know the idea they're going to do another featurette would be kind of like, yeah, right. mm-hmm. be kind of. I think a lot. I think even... I think a lot of these projects are going to have to like the the kind of the problem of like you know you can't. I mean, it would kind of be dumb if they have another featurette. You know, Black Adam, right. the two video games from last year, and the Flash. I think that you know they need they need to show something. You know, whether it's. You know, set photo. They gotta show something. They can't. They can't show us another. You know, sizzle reel or whatever. Um, right. This is kind of tough for me. I, I look. Oh, 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 let me be clear. I, I think I'm lying when I say that if I can only see one thing, I'm not seeing the Batman. That's, I'm, I'm lying. I couldn't tell you that <laughs> with a straight face. You know, it's the Batman. It's 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 what we've been waiting for. This reboot. Okay, it's Batman. Uh, we know that Matt Reeves is, is getting. Get I think I saw a report today that they 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 already greenlit the sequel to this movie. We already know he has an expansive universe that's that's continuing to to expand. We already know that we're getting a Gotham City uh, police show. They're trying to do a Penguin show potentially. So it, it, DC really feels like in many ways they're putting a lot of their eggs in Matt Reeves in this movie. So I, I think that just anytime I have a chance to see anything from it, I think that that's always going to be my number one choice. Um, if I went second, though, uh, it'd probably be a tie between the the Flash and Young Justice. Um, wow, the, the Flash, because we forget about we're talking about Batman. I mean, that's supposed to have a Batman in that movie. You know, we're supposed to see Michael Keaton in that film. They had that like uh, that artwork that you no know, pseudo looked like Keaton, but they never confirmed it was Keaton. I'm sure that they'll actually kind of have him there this year and probably talk about his role in the film. Because I think there's so much about this movie. In some ways, I don't know if we said it before, but I feel like in some ways this movie like is like the it's like the distant cousin of you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, this movie is supposed to really tap into the history of DC and kind of play and have fun with a lot of the stuff that we've been introduced to, and you know. Uh, the Mike Keaton Bat uh, Bruce Wayne is supposed to be kind of our vehicle for that. I mean, I want to see how they're going to do that. You know, there have been elements of it I thought sounded interesting. Other elements I thought sounded kind of lame. So that to me is a very ambitious project, and um, we know Muschietti is an excellent director. I'm not crazy about Ezra and how we seem to have moved on from his issues, but I got to see what how they're going to try to pull that off because um, that was. A movie that was supposed to be Flashpoint, and it seems like they moved away from that, and I think that probably was the right decision. But even what they're talking about now would still be really ambitious. So I gotta see how that works. I remember also we got Sasha Kaye, Supergirl's gonna be in that movie. She's also getting her own project. So a lot also riding on the Flash film, and that project 
I could argue maybe is even more ambitious than what they're doing in the Batman. So that's a very important one. And Young Justice, because Young Justice, when it comes to animation, is is the standard bearer, pretty much. You know, there, there really what? is... Um, yeah. You know, when you look at whenever we see another great animation show, you're comparing it to Young Justice. We're comparing Invincible to Young Justice. We're comparing <laughs> What If to Young Justice. That's that's the bar. So Young Justice had thought had a killer season three. I, I've been I've been rewatching season three over the past few weeks. It's still awesome, and um, we know we're we're supposed to be a week away from the release of the season. We you know we've heard nothing. I mean, we got we finally got our first. Um, what did we get? Like a like a like a poster, uh, and been previewing the the event for DC Fandom for yeah, Young pre- Justice. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it showed it didn't show much. It showed kind of the characters we all would expect to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, they like took old graphics of them and just like put them in a poster, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looked fan made pretty much. To be honest, but um, this is a show that's supposed supposed to premiere on Not October twenty first. Um, and that would make sense because that would be a week after uh, Titans, I guess, wraps up or around the time the Titans is about to wrap up. So, I, yeah. I you know, I got I got to see what's happening with that show because, I, you know, I'm still a huge animation fan. And, again, Young Justice to me is like a Mount Rushmore type of show. And they got to I got to see what they're doing with that. I'm sure we'll get a really comprehensive, big trailer and a kind of big outline for what is going to happen with this show, which is exciting. Um because again, last year showed us very little, and that was it. We haven't heard from them pretty much since last year, which is crazy. But uh, but new new uh, new uh, platform now, HBO Max. I think it's HBO Max's first. Oh, well, I guess second match. I guess Harley Quinn's third season was on, or second season was on HBO Max. But um, it's only second venture on animated content. We'll see how if there's any shifts or any changes to what we've seen from. Young Justice, we saw a major shift in how it was on DC Universe. I'm curious how uh, how it, it fares on HBO Max. But this should be an exciting event. Um, again, I thought last year's event was awesome, and, and I'm expecting this year's event to be well. I know last year we also did plenty of content that Saturday. I think you could probably expect a lot of content coming out of this weekend from us as well on this I, content. I, I also would say that um, shout-out to DC for putting it on multiple different streaming platforms and not like some weird website where you have to. Oh yeah. Is, 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 is it on what, what, where is it, where is it being streamed for our it's listeners and YouTube. for me? Cause I didn't, I didn't know that. YouTube, I, mean, I think Twitch is going to stream it. Yeah, you can go to a couple of places. Yeah. Twi- Twitter, I think probably going to stream it. Like it's going to be all over now as opposed to again, a website, a weird website with a weird stream. Enable you yeah, all I your think, cookies. I think last yeah. year, I think, <laughs> yeah. I, think I, I think I, I think I either, I think I airdropped, I'm not airdropped. If you want to watch this. I think For I airplayed, I think, <laughs> I think yeah, I airplayed it last year. It was very weird how, uh, yeah, we airplayed it. Yeah. I couldn't use my phone all day. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, thank God we had that happen again. So yeah, shout out to DC for doing that um, and understanding as great as last year was, that was, that will definitely make things a lot smoother this year. Um, let's get back to the Marvel stuff. And like I said earlier, there was a, a major news with Marvel it happened just a couple hours ago regarding casting. So Adam Warlock has officially been cast in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with director James Gunn confirming on Twitter that Will Poulter was tapped for the role. Um, Adam has not been seen since uh, the post credit scene of Guardians 2 where Aisha, the high priestess of the Sovereign, says she has created the perfect being to finally take down Star-Lord and his friends by revealing Adam Warlock himself. 
Marvel is said to have spent months working on this casting before landing on the 28-year-old Poulter, who had a very impressive uh, uh, test screenings. Uh, he has starred in The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. He's also been in We Are the Millers, Detroit, and Midsummer. Kendall, how do you feel about Marvel moving forward with this Adam Warlock casting for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Um, It sounds like... Uh... They well, first of all, they I saw that Hollywood. I think the Hollywood Reporter said that uh, um, two other actors were also in the mix. Uh, Ray J. John Paul, John Page was in the mix, and uh, another actor I forget the name. But um, it seems like you know I haven't seen uh, Will Poulter in any movies personally. Uh, I know he was in. Chronicles and Arnia when he was like 10. So that was yeah, the only thing that I've seen. He was in Detroit. And Shamari has seen Detroit. Yes. Uh, so Shamari can give his, his scouting report on, <laughs> on right. Will Poulter. You know, yeah. what are the grades on each trait? Yeah, um, I want to know how he gets off the line. I want to know how he gets off the line. What's his 40 time? <laughs> does, he high, does, he, does he high point the ball? <laughs> Oh, it's all my wide um, receivers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no. When we're talking, but in terms of the Adam Warlock character, I will say that, you know, I mean, look, we had a good idea that he would be in this movie, um, and this kind of confirms, you know, there are a lot of people talking about Efron was like the that was like the dream casting, that was the, yeah. the fan casting, um, and it's in the same ballpark, you know. I I, I can see now that I think that that was somebody that they. Probably were looking at an Efron type. Yeah, you know? we love we love those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> Efron type. And so, yeah, it's in the same ballpark. If they would have went and said, like, yeah, no, we're casting, you know, Bill Murray as Adam Warlock, then I would have realized <laughs> well, that all the Efron stuff was was fake. So, and also that'd be really weird. <laughs> yeah, it would make me mad. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is cool. Uh, we'll see how how Will Poulter does, but um, but overall. You know, excited to see the, the the Adam Warlock character. Before I go to Sham, uh, Kendall, uh, uh, Poulter is supposedly an avid Arsenal FC fan. Is that uh as a as a as a as a as a fan of of Manchester United? Yeah, man. Does that does that lead to any uh any sour feelings about? Well, look, Arsenal, uh, young, young, it, young William. For for the non soccer fans, Arsenal is they're at a point now. They're they're kind of like where the Knicks were at. You know, last week. he had to go to the Knicks. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, he had to come back to me with that. Okay, but you know they're 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 at a point where like you know they haven't won anything. They're they hate the owner Stan Kroenke, um, <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, I, I, so in know, other words, this this is this was good news for for young Poulter. It's uh, more considering yeah, he's, he's been through a lot rooting for Arsenal. This was probably a good call for him. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Shamari, what do you make of of the casting? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good cast. Um, from what I've seen from from him, he's a very talented actor. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's kind of a weird looking guy, which you know makes him very easy to typecast and easy. To, okay, no, you would be good for this. Mm-hmm. But he's a very very talented actor. Um, the few things I've seen him in, I've seen him in. I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of different little things, like very tiny roles. But like, the only major things I've seen him in were in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, in which he played a cop who was very evil and horrible and racist. But 
but he did a good job portraying the role. Mm. Um, and uh, and in the Netflix Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror uh, Bandersnatch, right? Yeah, uh, which he was very good. He was very good in uh, that as well, in which he played kind of a weird, like you know, some weird boss tech guy or something. But um, but he was good. He, and other whatever other little things I've seen him from, he's he's very good. He's very very talented. Um, kind of kind of one of those underrated kind of guys that just in Hollywood you just see in various things and you don't really notice him. But yeah. but you know this is going to be big for him. So uh, so yeah, I think he's he's more than talented enough, and and uh, I think he'll definitely be an asset. Um, you know, I definitely don't see superhero uh, when I think of him, but. But do I think he can? Yes, I think he definitely has that kind of that kind of, you know, range. I guess you, you can say. Um, so yeah, I, I I I'm happy with it. I'm I'm excited to see. Yeah, I think the only time I've seen uh, I've seen him was I think I and kind of in passing. I think I probably seen We Are the Millers uh, like on like cable one day and like probably watched a little bit of it. Um, that's that's obviously more of a, a kind of a comedy movie. It's pretty funny. Um, he's really good in it. Uh, Catherine Hahn is also in that movie, along with uh, Jennifer Aniston, Emma uh, Roberts, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Um, obviously, the, the experiences we have with him aren't um, linked to what he's going to be doing for Adam Warlock, but the talent is there. I mean, he definitely is a talented actor. Um, it's kind of cool to see an actor kind of come of age and get this kind of role. Again, we saw you know he was very young when he was on The Chronicles. Narnia, uh, he was like 17, I think, or 16 or 17, and now he's 28 years old, and kind of entering the prime of his acting career, you would think, and this, uh, this is a pretty big role, you know, according to Deadline, this was a very um, sought-after role, and I could definitely see that, I think that Adam Warlock, regardless of what happens in this film, I don't think we'll, this will be the end of him, um, you know, Marvel has had a propensity to kill off characters and kill off villains, I think Adam Warlock's probably here to stay, so I think that a lot of these characters, a lot of these actors, probably really were hoping to probably land a role like this, um, and I, I think to me, I'm happy that they're going this route. I, 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 I guess I was maybe the only one who didn't like think that Adam Warlock playing a big role in Guardians Three was a slam dunk, just considering just how like disjointed and everything was with the production of Guardians Three because of the firing of James Gunn and then him coming back. Uh, I wasn't sure if he would decide to maybe change the story or come up with new ideas. So it's kind of cool and great that he's kind of moving forward with what he kind of envisioned in the first place. And that uh, that, that, that post credit scene from Guardians 2 doesn't kind of go to waste. But it, I know it excited a lot of fans. It get me, got me really excited. So um, so I'm with it. So so shout out to William. Um, congrats on the, on the role. And we'll see, uh, we'll see, we'll see how he does. But, um, but this is a this this is going to be a great introduction of another new character to the MCU that we've all been looking forward to seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, Guardian, yeah, Guardians three. Uh, I mean, that's going to be exciting. That, that I would say that's probably the project that we're you know we don't really know anything about it because Gunn's been so focused on Suicide Squad and obviously Marvel's tight lips so that they're glad that we don't know anything about it, but. Um, but I think that well, this is really the first bit of news, and this isn't really news obviously because we knew that we figured that Adam Warlock would be in it. But this is the first bit of like confirmed story about Guardian Three that we know, and yes. we'll probably know more after the the holiday special, which 
you know, now we know isn't that far around the corner. It's only well, only a year from now, basically, when we get to the Guardians holiday special next year. That's true. Yeah, I know. Wow. I didn't even when it was that. announced, it was like, man, this is a long time. Do you do you see uh, that 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 they James Gunn said that uh, Guardians holiday special was going to introduce uh one, like one of his favorite Marvel characters yeah, ever. Yeah, one of the biggest characters or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. James Gunn is like an addict. He's just a, a a master. He's a master in trolling. I mean, the guy's got right. a black, uh, he's a six three black belt in trolling. The, the guess is that it'll be Santa Claus. <laughs> that's what a lot of people are saying. The yeah, Omega that's... Mutant Santa Claus, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, right. That that would be the that would be the guess. But if if not Santa, I, then it's it's not gonna be anybody important. Is what I would, I would think. But the way Kevin Feige was talking about it, he made it seem like you got to see. So hmm. you know, we'll see. Let's uh let's talk more about what uh, Kevin Feige has in store for the Marvel Cinematic Universe when it comes to these individual project, projects that are happening on Disney+. Plus, So um, apparently we have not seen the last of Catherine Hahn's Agatha Harkness in the MCU. She was, of course, introduced in WandaVision. Uh, there could be plenty of other big projects on the way at Marvel. Multiple, out, multiple outlets are saying that uh, Marvel is planning a WandaVision spinoff series for Disney+, Plus starring Han, who won an enemy for her original song, Agatha All Along, in that show, WandaVision. Uh, meanwhile, it's rumored that Daniel RPK, uh, uh, it's rumored by Daniel RPK that uh, the series centering around uh, a series centering around Monica Rambeau, a series centering around the organization The Ten Rings, which was featured in, of course, um, uh, Shang Chi and The Ten Rings, uh, are also coming down the pipe. This comes on the heels of rumors a few weeks back that a Disney Plus series centered around Echo, who is set to debut in uh, Hawkeye will feature many of the Daredevil characters in the Netflix series that was uh, canceled and that the show would serve as a pseudo-season four of that canceled series, Daredevil. And then today, again, a lot of stuff happening, Daniel says once again that a Marvel Illuminati project is in the work. So, Kendall, a lot happening, a lot. There's some confirmed stuff with the Catherine Hahn stuff and then other stuff that's more rumored uh, stuff coming from Daniel RPK. Of all the stuff you've heard, which is one of those things excite you the most? Uh, well, this is easy. This is the easiest question of the day. Um, easiest question of the day. Yeah, you know, I'm like Ken. Those burying angle. burying my questions. He's burying uh, uh, Shazam. Well, yeah. Who else? Who else are you burying? <laughs> what I've what heard was that the Vandome question was easy. That Batman, Batman was the easy answer. So. With this one, I think the easy answer is uh, the Illuminati project. Um, I think I, I mean I talked about that after Shang Chi, that Marvel missed the boat on the uh, the post credit scene, which we won't really I, I guess I won't spoil the post credit scene, but that it could have and should have been an Illuminati uh, illusion, but that it didn't seem like that's where they were going. If they if that's where they were, if that's that is where they were going. I don't think they did a good job of portraying that. So, regardless, they botched they botched that one way or the other. But, um, if, I will say that I don't know if the Illuminati should be done as its own movie. Uh, I don't know how I would do the Illuminati. Uh, I always assumed that it would probably be like a Doctor Strange sequel. It would be like entitled the Illuminati or something like that. But, um... You know, I almost wonder if like a Disney Plus series would would actually work better. Or I, I don't know how they would do it. 
Uh, and maybe that's what they're kind of going over is, is some sort of project regarding the Illuminati, but they don't know the, the specifics yet. But I don't I don't think that calling a movie the Illuminati is necessarily the, the way I would go about it. But um, it's, but funny I think how the, it's funny how Marvel Marvel's Illuminati is so on the nose. Like, like the fact that they named that as a comic book is kind of funny to me. Yeah, like there's no like subtlety <laughs> in like <laughs> you know they're like what they're the Illuminati. It's like oh okay, well we all know what that means, and there's no uh, you know <laughs> I, I kind of agree that there's a, there's a chance that Marvel wouldn't be that on the nose with whatever Illuminati project would be, but you never know. Right. It clearly whenever right. we write Marvel Illuminati, it, and they you know we see it on online. I'm sure Marvel sees it. It does generate a lot of buzz. That's a brand, a sh- yeah. For a short time period, we assume a lot of people were really people invested in this means. like in this concept. Yeah, and and I guess my question to you guys that you guys can pick up is is what would the Illuminati look like in the MCU uh, nowadays? I think that they would feature characters we haven't been introduced to yet. At least one. Namor. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. Oh, I, I think I think Reed first. Richards will definitely be in the Illuminati, right? Um, I think Doctor Strange will definitely would definitely be in the Illuminati. Um, Stark is dead, but maybe Stark created it. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't. Maybe. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stark could have possibly created it, or maybe somehow he is, he has AI out there that identifies these people. Identified these people as <laughs> people who should be working together. Uh, you know, maybe you Vision know, is a part of the Illuminati. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, possible. Although, well, he seems a little too dangerous. Uh, might be like, yeah, it's a robot. Yeah, White Vision. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I, you know, some some someone from Wakanda be involved like yeah I, so so here's the thing i'm not i'm also not completely unconvinced that like what we saw at the end of shang chi wasn't kind of like the beginnings of an illuminati like uh team being formed well that's the thing that's that's why it seemed perfect because if you're telling me you were doing a marvel illuminati and those three all along with dr strange were like a part of it i would i'm totally buy it Mm-hmm. That would be like, yeah. It makes sense that like Falcon wouldn't be a part of this, but yeah, he's like, Captain America. America. You can't get him, right? Yeah, you know. But like Carol Danvers would. She yeah, dealt she's with a, she's all over the galaxy. She she right. She's seen right. she's seen a lot of things. Yeah, Wong yeah. is uh, no Wong is you know with Doctor Strange like they're they're a team yeah. essentially. So yeah, this Shang Chi's got the rings and mm-hmm. the Mandarin is another guy who's seen a lot of things. So. If they want true. to bring him into the fold. And Shang Chi has been, you know, of involved in, you know, unscrupulous stuff. Like he, you know, he was a member right. of the Ten Rings and he was murdering people. Like, like he right. being clandestine. Like the guy said he was Sean all these years, and you know, like, like I, I could totally right. see him somehow being roped into something like this. Um, right. Like I, I think that there's there's a there's I've never let go of that being the possibility that that was the beginnings of the Illuminati being formed. I hope so. I hope so too, and that it would add a lot more kind of lore to the scene. The scene was already good, but I think like moving on in the MCU, like if that was kind of like our first step towards getting to whatever the Illuminati and Marvel will be, I think that'd be 
super rad. Yeah, yeah. Any absolutely. any any characters for you, Sham, that you would you would put in an Illuminati or want to see in an Illuminati or expect to see in an Illuminati? Um, I mean, I feel like Doctor Strange got to be in it. Definitely. I yes. feel like, um, whoever the premier tech mind in the MCU is, whether that's Shiri, or Shiri or Iron Reed Richards. You know, or whoever it is, you got to have, you know, a stark presence right there. Um, and, you know, I, I, that's well, part see, of the reason I don't feel like we're going to get it until we get, like, a Professor X. That's the problem. Professor uh, X seems like the guy that makes – he's, like, he's not the he's not the face. I guess it's stark, but, like, he's the guy where it's, like, he has really nothing to do with any of it. If they do the Illuminati – <laughs> yeah, but if they do the Illuminati before we get – the Fantastic Four and the X Men. That would kind of be a mistake. I'll feel a little like uh, they should have waited, right? Because there's no rush to do the Illuminati. No, you know that's something you could build over several phases if they wanted to, right? So yeah, so I you know, but I do I would like you know Strange, Reed, Charles, in like, fill in the blank for number four. There's no Inhuman. There's no Black Bolt, I should say, but. You know, maybe wasn't Black Bolt though a scroll in the Marvels Illuminati? Spoiler, like there was, there was. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you think I'm scrolling the future? <laughs> I don't know. Well, the secret, the secret invasion that come out before. Isn't he a scroll? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, crazy. No, I was gonna say. Well, it, first of all, this is gonna come out after, uh, <laughs> you know, secret invasion. So I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> but, but no, I think Black Bolt was a scroll. He was. Right. So really, something was up with Professor X too. Can I? Like, I think I think he originally was Professor X, but then like he wasn't. It was very weird. Right. I, I also yeah. feel like it's so funny with some things. I feel like some things were like done like better in like concept than execution. Like everybody's like really excited about like the Illuminati, but then like I kind of remember it being somewhat of a disappointment. Well, I mean the con- it's kind of like Civil War in the sense where like the concept is is, is awesome. It's a great. Some of the, it's a great concept, right? Yes, you know, absolutely. And the feeling is that obviously, if Marvel Studios, what they've built, introduce something like that, you know, same with Secret Invasion, you know, like some of these things are great concepts that could be improved upon, even. Yeah, MCU stands, their heads would have just exploded. Yeah. The, my, I think my only concern is just are the are the people that just want to go see a good Marvel movie gonna know what's going on? It, yeah, it's definitely a little, but it, I think where we're at now in society, like, I don't think Marvel cares. Like, they've gotten the people so invested in every little thing mm-hmm. that, like, the idea that there is this, I think people would get it. And the people that wouldn't get it, like, I don't think they would, I don't think they would care about those people. Because I think that's going to be a smaller percentage than I think we would even realize. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And to those who, like, may not understand the concept of the Illuminati, essentially, um, after the Kree Scroll War, Iron Man comes to the conclusion that it like like they they needed to have like obviously the, these are all members of their own team, their own societies and whatever, but they need to have some kind of group together to where in, in any kind of major situation regarding you know inter, you know intergalactic kind of threats or, or things they can kind of curb before they become issues that they can kind of do in the shadows that they needed a group. Of people to kind of make these decisions and, and make these calls 
to kind of you know maybe curb some of the the the, the issues that that could come about and he 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 strategically kind of recruited different people because of their skills so namor being in atlantis you know iron of course being an avenger and, and you know being you know the tech mind he is you know reed richards with all his science uh aptitude you know black bolt being a king of the inhumans dr strange being the source of the supreme xavier being a leader in the mutant community and he also recruited black panther uh who black panther was like this is way too clandestine even for me i don't want any part of this and bounced um and these people were going out there kind of doing you know, unscrupulous things to kind of get ahead of various issues. And then they were going about it in some ways that were suspect. And one of the main things were them deciding to uh, ship uh, Hulk off-world, um, which led to Planet Hulk and then eventually led to World War Hulk. So I feel like, like again, I feel like the Illuminati was great in concept. And there were some good stories they had in there, but I feel like a lot of it was also like kind of what, like it led to, I think obviously Planet Hulk being one of the better comic book series, you know, of that generation, I think is a, is a large, uh, inspiration for a lot of people. We're not going to get a Planet Hulk because he, we've already sent him to Sakaar and stuff for Thor Ragnarok. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always been, I know you, you know, me and Sham, like I've kind of been like the most skeptical, I think of whether or not they'll actually do Illuminati. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seems more and more like where there's smoke, where there's fire. It seems like there's just rumors every couple months about how the Illuminati is happening. So yeah, I guess that's and the more movie. and the more stuff we see, the more it, possible it would seem that because there's so many, like even after Shang Chi, and there's so many characters and storylines that it really shouldn't be too hard for them to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It's, it's becoming one of those things where it's like, I could totally see this happening. Yeah. I mean, I think, what do you think you know, about the other? yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the one, the one division spinoff with, uh, Han is, is very interesting. That feels very, very reactionary. Um, I think they knew Catherine Han was really great and they're going to keep her around. I don't know if they knew they were going to give her, you know, her a whole series. I'd be very curious to see what that would look like. On the surface, I don't know what story they would have, but there's, you know, when you get into Marvel's kind of, uh, you know, mystic bag, I mean, there's plenty to kind of choose from. It, I'd just be curious, curious especially because we, you know, um, we don't so much with, uh, um, why can't I remember her name? Uh, Monica, uh, excuse me, um, why can't I remember her name? Uh, Morgan Le Fay in, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. and in um, uh, The uh, Runaways. You know, yeah. I think that that you know, do they do another Morgan Fane? This one being in the MCU, like I'd be curious what that would look like. And you know, is Agatha turning baby face? Is she a heel? You know, is she a hero or villain? How does that work? Um, I mean, I don't know what to make of the Echo story. That one seems like the the least believable. That like Echo is a season four of Daredevil. Um. Well, well, yeah. So the Echo now, thing... I do think Echo could maybe sh- have some of those characters, but the way that it was explained by R- Danny RPK is that you know, and the way I guess it was in- ingested by the fans, we're like, oh, season four of Daredevil was back, and I was like, uh, yeah, no, I think that, that I think that was him overstating that, right? Um, he's not editorializing he that. right, but I don't think he's wording it in the right way. Uh, I don't think you can call they wouldn't do that. I can just tell you that. That just seems weird. Why wouldn't you just do Daredevil? Right. 
that would make it wouldn't make any sense. Um, right. I, in this, I think he's saying that we'll see Foggy, we'll see Karen, we'll see Murdoch, and so it'll kind of act like a season four of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. It'd be like somebody calling like I don't know Star Wars Rebels and saying it's like another season of the Clone Wars. Like I mean, yeah, you'll get some of the characters, but. It's not. It's not the Clone Wars. It's a different right. show. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, and, and I, I don't know. I mean, look, I wasn't super excited about the Echo thing when it was when people were first talking about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't care much for it. But um, if you're telling me that Daredevil is going to play a huge part, and maybe that makes sense why they why they're doing that show. If they right. feel like one, when you see Echo and Hawkeye, she's going to be one of the better characters, and two. In her own show, if Daredevil is showing up after you've seen him also in Spider-Man, potentially, that that would be box office. So Marvel does things for reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But it, uh, uh, the other one of uh, the other ones that, that you mentioned, I mean, the Monica Rambeau thing is really interesting. I just mm-hmm. it's so much stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, if you told me like. Yeah, Kendall. In the next in the next five months, we're getting Monica Rambo, an Agatha Harkness show, you know, plus all the stuff that we know is coming out: Moon Knight, She Hulk, Hawkeye's Nats. I don't know if I want to watch all of that. And that's just and that's just Marvel. Yeah, exactly. that's just Marvel. And that's just Marvel on Disney Plus. And again, you didn't mention Armor Wars, like right? There's so much stuff that's coming out that has that. The good thing is that in my brain, like some of this stuff, this is this is why Marvel. We always ask, why doesn't Marvel tell us everything that they have planned? Because at some point there's gonna be overload because they have so much stuff, you know. So like right. Daniel RPK is giving away the, the plans, and it's like some of the stuff they may be real, some of it may not. But like if this really is all the stuff that's on their sheet, I really wouldn't. If I really don't want to know everything that's coming. <laughs> If this isn't coming for another three, four years, which right, I don't yeah. know if I need to see anything Agatha Harkness, like a show like that, at Before least to 2023, <laughs> I don't want to see this next year. You know, I mean, I need, if, it, if you told me it's coming out in 24, I would be like, okay. I'm sitting there still trying to process the fact that I'm getting a, a sequel to the Spider-Man game and a Wolverine game. <laughs> and are you telling me I'm getting Agatha Harkness? How am I going to have time to play that game if I have to watch all these shows? <laughs> Like a Monica Rambeau show, like we'll make, we'll know more about her character post Cap the Marvels, um, but I I don't even know where you would go. We can't even begin to speculate what what her character could be doing in a, in a TV show. We've only seen her in the context of WandaVision, and then beyond that, we're gonna see her in the Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think this is them just saying, look, we're buying into the actress in both cases with Han with. Um, with Monica Rambeau, yeah, uh, uh, with Keanu Parrish, Parrish, yeah. Um, and I think they're saying we want we're 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 buying into the actress, we're buying into the to the whoever's behind the series, like, and we're saying we kind of don't care where we haven't. I think they have an idea, but they they can pivot, they can rewrite <laughs> things, but they just know that this is gonna work and this is gonna this is gonna make money, uh, or this is going to be money rather, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, one thing I was gonna say real quick: I am never, although I'm not, although some of these series aren't necessarily for me, I am never going to be mad that Marvel's making more stuff, you know? Because mm-hmm. your option was this or nothing. Well, I'll take the show. 
I mean, they, I mean, they clearly. I mean, given, they, they, I mean, they must have given Feige just like a, a ridiculous budget. They're just. I don't he think money's. An, I don't think money's an option for him. My first draft pick, you know, in terms of Disney Plus series potentially, but there's so many things. There's something for everybody. So I, I'm, I'm not gonna be the guy that's like, I don't want to watch a Monica Rambo or I don't want to watch a. No, uh, like, I, don't, I don't know how many people Feige has working under him. Like, and when I say people, I mean like obviously he runs like Marvel Studios, right? But I mean like, like, like story real, people, like real, like real lieutenants, yeah, like writers working under him right. that are managing these various projects. But sometimes I get a little worried when he announces all this stuff. I'm like, are you managing all this stuff, trying to keep it all together? I mean, Lucasfilm tries to manage five things, and it just all falls <laughs> apart. <laughs> Look, man, and, like Kevin Feige would tell you, man, not everybody's built like me. <laughs> you not built like me. <laughs> get a little wonky under Berlanti. Yeah, CW verse gets all over the place. You're just like, what? Um, so, I mean, with all this stuff, some, sometimes it's just like, I just, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I literally don't know how. Director of Black Widow said that you know, Feige stepped in when they, she was going to cut the, 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 the dinner, the scene, dinner scene, Black yeah. Widow. And he stepped in with like that needs to stay in the in the movie. So he, you know, he's stuff very, like that. He's, like, he's very hands on. He's very hands on apparently. So it's just I don't know how he's keeping all this together. You know, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, he gets. I mean, hopefully he likes his job because he ain't doing nothing else. I mean, the one thing I will say is I feel like <laughs> you know one thing. Shout out, shout out to Kevin, man. I mean, Kevin <laughs> is like a reminder. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, Kevin's the goat. But the one thing I will say is I do. It does actually. I don't know how much I, I like. I don't have much concern for their execution of this stuff because he has given no reason for me to be concerned about it. I do worry about like what happens when he decides he doesn't or can't do it anymore. Like that to me is, is like going to be a question mark because I don't know any other human who could pull off what he's pulling off. You know, and yeah. I don't mean I, I didn't yeah. mean for this to be a subject of putting him over that much, but it's, it's just that's just real to me. Like I, I think yep. that's just a, a just, real just like assessment of like what I'm seeing and just being I mean, like, there are people. I don't think there's another human who could do what he's doing with the knowledge of the Marvel universe who, and the no, the polls of the fans to actually do it well. Yeah, I mean, there are people on on YouTube and, and various other platforms, podcasts uh, like like this one, etc., that do nothing but just speculate. That's all they do nothing but just break down what he does. Yeah, and what yeah, his job. Basically. Just you know and he play fantasy GM, fantasy fighting. Yeah. It's like how does he do this? Yeah, and, and people millions thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that listen to those people. Yeah. Yeah. That all they do they watch his movies and they listen to people that talk about Kevin Feige. Even yeah. beyond, like, we talk about Feige, but we talk about other things. There's certain people that only talk about what Feige does. Yeah. Only talk about Marvel Only Studios. what Feige does in Marvel Studios. <laughs> yeah. So it's really... And, and uh, look, they got, they got plenty of fodder. Because this, this guy is dropping yeah. he's dropping good, hits. He's dropping good, classics every, every couple months, you know? So, uh, once again, shout out to everybody over there at Marvel Studios. And, again, a big shout out to Kevin Feige for continuing to somehow keep this all together. But there's a lot coming down. The pipe for Marvel, it appears. And all the stuff we named to just now, none of it has anything still, still to do with mutants or the Fantastic Four. Like, so, yeah. so, and you, you know there's going to be Disney Plus content and content on there that's going to be heavy on the content for those franchises. So, I, we're only just beginning 
And that's why I, I raised that point of, like, I just don't know how much longer this guy can do this because what he's doing is unprecedented. But um, let's wrap the show talking about Venom. Uh, Let There Be Carnage real quick. So uh, the Venom sequel has been experiencing global success at the box office since its release. At the start of October, the movie did a pandemic best $90 million in its opening weekend here in the States and is nearing $200 million worldwide. This as reviews on the movie remain mixed and the Rotten Tomatoes score dips below uh, uh, the, the fresh threshold of 60 is now right below there at 59% at the time of this recording. So I saw Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Am I the only one here who has seen this film? Uh, Yes. Or, okay. uh, well, I actually, kind of, I don't know. Did you see it? Or did you watch it? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I don't uh, I plan to, not yet. Okay. Uh, you know. Okay. That's all. Okay. okay. Um it's all my lawyers will let me. <laughs> so <laughs> I will say um so obviously no spoilers in this conversation, so you know, Venom fans who or people who want to see Venom haven't seen it yet. Be at ease. This will be a fun wrap to the show. Um first of all, I'll say I, I like I I thought the movie was uh better than the second. Um, I think the effects on Carnage and Venom are quite excellent. And I think the way I do agree with the people that say the way Circus uses their effects are pretty strong. I think there are times where I kind of wish Carnage, the damage Carnage does is a little more differentiated from Venom. They, they are differentiated, but I think that in some ways it's like, oh, Carnage threw a guy against a wall. Okay. Well, Venom threw a guy against a wall like five minutes ago. What makes that? any different you know so you know i think that they could have done a little bit more with that but um a lot better than the first one it's still kind of a weird movie there's still a lot of things wrong with it there's still things where you look at and you're just like okay whatever but i think kind of like the first one uh it's all kind of strung together with the the performance of tom hardy i mean the guy is just giving it his all he's trying to make this movie work and to his to Circus's credit, this is a lot easier of a job. The first movie, which I actually watched before I watched this one, I don't think he could have done it. I, I I watched it again. I'm like, I, I, that was not a good movie, in my opinion. Um, he did the best he could, but it just wasn't that good. This movie was a little better. I think it was helped by the much shorter runtime. I know a lot of people were questioning the hour and 30-minute runtime. Trust me, it is the exact amount of time. There's no reason for this movie to be any longer. Um, take that good or bad or indifferent. It's just, it just is what it is. Um but with that being said, uh, Sham, when it comes to the showing in the box office, $90 million, a pandemic record, it beat uh, Fast and Furious. Um, what do you make of this showing at the box office? Because I have a theory that I guess I'll just say right now since I kind of opened this conversation. is that I think that Venom, it's, it's un- I don't know how much longevity he has beyond this film, maybe another film, but... I wonder if Venom has found the lane as, like, the Fast and Furious of superhero movies. Like, this kind of, like, Uh-oh. movie... Shamari started. I know, Shamari probably... <laughs> yeah. He's probably wants to, like, throw a microphone at me out next to him. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I wonder... Like, Fast and Furious is one of those films that transcends, like, critical reaction. Like, it, the critical reactions of the movies don't matter. Um, it has a lot of fans who know there's going to be some story stuff that's kind of like whatever. They want to see explosion. They want to see cars flying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like 
<laughs> it's always going to do great at the box office because people want to see cars flying off of stuff and stuff exploding. And there's just no other franchise that does it better than that franchise. And I wonder with Venom if it's the same, where alien symbiotes look cool and the, C- the way the CGI and the effects are in 2021 is just crazy that people are just always want to see Vet, you know, Eddie, Eddie Rock turning into Venom and Venom biting someone's head off or throwing or, you know, doing something crazy with the symbiote. I just think I just wonder if it's one of those things. And then they've got the right mix of the, the humor and the comedy that I just I wonder if this is always going to do well. Like, it doesn't even matter. I think, I, what I think's going on is I think we've greatly underestimated how popular Venom really is. I totally agree. Because we in our own bubble. And I mean, we don't talk about Venom very often, like just in general as a villain. We don't. Mm-hmm. We're going through the best villains, and you know, we're not. Venom's never going to be the first person we mention. Um, mm-hmm. Like, but and like, I mean, this I think only finished second to Joker for October releases. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I think that's it. Like, if you would have told me before any Venom movie came out that. Fans view Venom and Joker on the same level. I would have thought you were insane. Now I think it's yeah. accurate, and it, the movie numbers, movie. the movie box office numbers suggest that it is. And Joker has way more cinematic history. I know. Venom, Venom's been yeah. one bad Spider-Man movie. Some would say the worst Spider-Man. Uh, some would say, but yeah, some would say the worst. Yeah. <laughs> is it debatable? One hundred percent. But some people would say it's the worst. Second movie in Spider-Man. But, yeah, some would say this is the worst Spider-Man movie. That's the only time he's appeared. He wasn't in it that long, you know, in terms of the symbiote. And that's it. It was, an embarrassing, Joker, it was also him. an embarrassing showing when he does show up. It wasn't a good right, showing. Exactly. Regardless of the movie being bad. He was, like, terrible. We've seen the Joker four or five times at this point. Different actors every time. And so you would think that, yeah, the Joker would carry more weight on a casual mainstream level, but that's not the case. Now, I mean, Spider-Man is huge. Venom is is huge from an animated standpoint, um, an animation standpoint, and just comics and whatnot, but it's crazy to see the way... Because I don't think that this is a coincidence or this is just a timing thing. No. Like, this is... The fact that it did better than the first one is miraculous. It came out just a month after Sean... And did better than Shang Chi, um, you know. I, I mean, I think that this is this is this has says a lot about the Venom brand. And I think that I, I mean, mean, this is the last time we're gonna get we're gonna get many more Venom projects going forward. That's, I mean, that's, I was I was trying to to watch the film at a time where the least amount of people were in the movie theater. Um, so I got Thursday, four thirty p.m showing of Venom. And I expected there to be nobody in the theater. And there were people. It wasn't packed, because that's a ridiculous time to see a movie. But it was probably 25 people in there. And I was like, I thought there'd be like five. <laughs> I thought there was no chance there'd be. I thought me and my girlfriend, Andrea, would be one of very few people at that early in a random time on a Thursday to see this see this film. You know, technically a day before it's supposed to come out. And there were people in there, and I, that kind of said, that, "Oh, well, this is this is different. This this might be 
something I didn't quite anticipate in terms of the reactions. Rea- and when I saw 90 million, I was stunned. 90 million in a pandemic is is real. I mean, it, again, it outdid Fast 9. Now, Fast 9 came out, you know, essentially before van, uh, vaccines. I don't want to say before. I mean, I, I think that actually was, I was actually vaccinated when I saw pandemic, uh, Fast 9, but I, it was like very newly vaccinated. Um, <laughs> a lot of people weren't, didn't have the vaccine at that time. So, so it's different time period. I'm sure, you know, Fast 9 would have done better in, you know, a different, in, you know, today. But still, that, that's extremely impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, excuse me, it is very impressive. Um, uh, you know, I mean, of course, I, I've, I've already said I, I have not seen the movie. I am not particularly excited to see the movie. But people, um, people are people like this character. Um, I, I don't know so much that we're underestimating Venom's popularity as a character before this movie came out. Um, I think, I think just the imagery of Venom is easy to latch onto. Um, so, and he, and he's got the anti-hero thing and they threw in some Ven- Deadpool-y characteristics. So it's like a good, it's like a good hodgepodge of things <laughs> that are appealing to people. But it did better than a Marvel movie? Right. It did better than Sean. A temple Disney, Disney Marvel movie, no premiere access. I would have thought this would have been a. I mean, <laughs> we didn't see the theaters, you know. We, we see all the temple Marvel movies. Well, look, I mean, it just it, it the whatever algorithm that Sony did, and and the ad campaign for the first one particularly was very well done. Oh, excellent. it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. excellent. That, that, excellent. That holds over, campaign. you know. And that holds over through through <laughs> to the second one. And Carnage looks fantastic. Yes. If you liked how, if you liked the first one, or if you just liked the action in the first one. You see that carnage, you're like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. A lot of people. I, 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 so that's the thing I was saying, and I kind of thought about when I when after I watched this film, and it kind of then also saw the reaction, and what was going to be a, clearly a big box office number is, I I think we're also I think I underestimated. I think carnage brought a lot of people to the theater. I think that like I think so too. I think I, I think I definitely underestimated how popular carnage was, because I I would not have thought that this would have oh, did better yeah. than its predecessor in the box office. Definitely not in a pandemic. I think the, I think the, the predecessor did, I think, about 75 million, if I remember correctly. Somewhere in that range yeah. between 70 and 80. I, there's no way I would have thought this was going to do better than the first one. I thought it would have been maybe in the <laughs> That's ballpark. That's a miraculous and, number. I mean, I, I can't it's a miraculous it. number in a pandemic. And then, yeah. So I, I think that, like, it, it does all, like, Carnage's popularity speaks to, again, Venom's popularity is what I agree with Kendall that I think I, I did underestimate Venom's popularity. But I think. People see realizing that Venom and Carnage was gonna fight. It just meant a lot more to people than I, I imagined. You know, like like I think those the '90s cartoons and of course the comics throughout the years. I think that those memories mean a lot to folks, and I think that seeing that happen on the big screen was a, an event for them. An event that I just I did not expect. It wasn't an event for me. I I wanted to see it. I was gonna see it, but it wasn't like this was not like the Avengers or seeing a Spider Man movie. You know. This was like just seeing a movie that's out, and I want, I'm curious what it is because I, I lo- I've watched Venom, for, you know, followed Venom for a long time, and this. But I think that Venom versus Carnage was a huge deal, and it just it shows you kind of the bubbles we're in. Even though we are all superhero fans, like I think I think Carnage really brought out a lot of people. 
because I, I keep looking yeah. at this ninety. Yeah. I'm looking at my screen, looking at this ninety million dollar number for an opening weekend. I'm still stunned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean no it's, other it's, movie in the pandemic has done this number. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's full, and people liked uh, the first one, and you know the critics were off. I think I think they were. And easy, I don't know. You can confirm this or not. You know, of course, this isn't your review, but mm-hmm. I think the critics were adjusting to the fans. Um, I believe you said, and, and I'm not, you know, not to spoil EJ's thoughts on the movie, but I believe you said that this one, you like this one more than the last one. Definitely. Um, okay. Yeah. So this, uh, so this is an improvement. So there's that as well. Um, and I do trust your opinion because you. You know, didn't like the first one also. <laughs> no, I, I, and I watched the first one right before. This one is... Right. I'm not sure if this is... I, I wouldn't call this... I definitely wouldn't call this a great movie. I hesitate to call it a good movie. But it's it's okay. entertaining, and it's way better than the first one. First okay. one's just, first one's just so stupid. Is that? that's, that's how I feel at least. Um, first one's just stupid. <laughs> You're not... This, whoa, this wait, is not... This is not... This is not stupid. This... It has very fun, kind of very silly elements, and there's some things you're just like, okay, whatever. But it, it's it's the last one. I think I I didn't I wasn't as entertained as other people were in the last one, and anything that didn't have anything to do with Hardy and Venom. Like I thought, everything that that was away from those guys was like horrendous. I feel like this one, it was a that stuff was a little better. Um. I actually think that Hardy and Venom were actually better, were actually better this time, and I think that makes sense considering he's more familiar with the role and stuff. So that's why I think that it kind of elevates. I think the 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 tertiary or whatever that word is stuff around Hardy and Venom is a little bit picked up, like t- slightly. It's not the the train wreck that the first one was, and what was already really good about the first one, which was the Hardy Venom, you know. Uh, relationship i think it's elevated to like really good levels in this one but i think they leaned into to me they leaned into like what kind of quote-unquote worked again it's not how i would have wrote venom but it did work how you know the kind of humans back and forth they had the symbiote i think that they they leaned into that even more in this film Mm, okay all right i mean so i do think the quality of the film plays or plays a role as well um you know, because a word of mouth, even me hearing, okay, this movie's better than the last one. I know Carnage is in it. I know Carnage looks great. And I'm hearing a lot of good things. So, you know, eh, maybe I'll give it a shot. You know, stuff like that. I think that I think that matters as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's surprising. But honestly, I mean, based on the reaction to the last one, if this one, seemed, the trajectory would seem to suggest that if this one is even halfway okay, decent, it's gonna do very well. Should Bar- my question to you guys, real quick, would be: Should should Sony look at this and say, should they should they take anything that they from this from these from these Venom numbers, Venom one and Venom two, mm-hmm. to suggest that Morbius may do good or Craven no. may do good? No, or that this, this is just a this is just a that's a, I think that's a great question, Kendall. And uh, my answer to that yeah, is I think that that would be good. very dumb. If you would have told us, if you would have told me. When we talked about Morbius, we were like, this is terrible. Like, if anybody even sees this <laughs> But I didn't know if anybody would see Venom 2. And they clearly did, but but yeah. I think I think the difference is I think while again we, we were split on the smart things that we, we he thinks that 
who was an underrated Venom guy. And I would agree that we all think Venom is an A-list villain. You're like right. there's no yes. there's no debate about that. We all thought that before the movie. Like that's not a question. No one thinks that Morbius is a B list villain. Nope. <laughs> you know? nope. So nope. I think that like that's that's going to be a large that's a large hill to climb, and it's not like there's some there's something in this movie that oh well now I got to see Morbius like there's you know that's not happening in this. So it, it's just like. I think it's apples and oranges, you know. Could Craven do better? Craven's more known than Morbius, but Craven ain't Venom, you know. I, 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 you know, so it's like I, I, he'll probably and do better just, than he'll probably do better than Morbius, but I don't think he's not doing as good as Venom, probably. You know, there's just a visceral kind of visual, just of right. Venom's the visual of Venom, and we there's don't know. There's there's, there's no franchise huh? character like Venom visually. And my question would be: Do we think that this is? We and we don't think that this is a Tom Hardy deal where like because Leto is big, or because Aaron Taylor Johnson is recognizable, like, these these actors in, in these roles will drive. I don't think Tom Hardy is driving these numbers at all. I don't think I don't bit. think Hardy or or Aaron Taylor Johnson would drive numbers. I, I, I definitely don't think that Aaron Taylor Johnson would. And I agree with Shame. I don't think Hardy driving these numbers. <laughs> yeah. I think that yeah, that's a Leto's a big Leto's a bigger star than both of those guys. Yeah, Leto playing Morbius is interesting. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I think the Hardy Hardy Leto and Leto is probably close. Um, I think you're gonna get probably get a more comparable. I I agree that Terrell Johnson is not in their in, in their class, but um, but obviously Hardy's playing a much bigger character. So it's gonna be, it would be impossible to compare. But if Morbius does do good, I would attribute that probably more so to uh, to Leto than I would to the Morbius character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I do wonder though, real quick, if Morbius does better than Craven because of the actor. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that's where that, where that is, po- that, is that is possible. And it I think, very possible. I, I think that it's possible that well, again, while there's nothing story wise, me think, oh, I gotta watch Morbius because it is. I do think that. People may say, you know, I like those Sony movies way more than I thought. I'll just check this other one out. I don't, I don't really care about Morbius that much. I don't know Morbius as well, but, like, I thought these Sony movies were going to stink, and a lot of people like these movies, you know, <laughs> for better or for worse, you know. So so I think that, that there you'll have those folks, too. I don't know what that means in terms of how many millions of dollars more. Is it $5 million more? Is it $10 million more? Is it $1 million more? I don't know. But I think that you'll have those people, too. Would be like I saw these first two Venoms and I kind of liked them. Sony's doing another Marvel movie with a Spider-Man character. I don't even know Morbius as well, but you know what? I like those Venom movies. Let me see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I could see Leto, um, Leto bringing in a lot of people, and um, and just the quality of the movie. You know, word of mouth, people like it, and it also kind of has that dark, kind of macabre. Kinda oh, yeah, I mean, like, that trailer was hard. I can't. I mean, nobody can yeah. lie. It's kind of yeah. weird we haven't seen anything since, but absolutely. So I could I could see it. Yeah, exactly. Man, great show this week, guys. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. 
Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. Uh, once again, DC Fandom is this weekend. I'm sure we'll have some content this weekend for you guys from DC Fandom. So make sure you check us out on the podcast network and definitely on YouTube, New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And find us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, Action EJ. You can find Kendall on Twitter, New Gen Ken. Shamari can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. Thank you guys again for checking this out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.